Welcome to episode number 82 of the Inspirational Athletes Podcast here on the Always Lancaster Podcast Network. I'm your host, John Walk, sports reporter for LNP Newspaper and LancasterOnline.com, Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. On this week's show is guest Will Mobley. He's a Warwick alum. Um, he's currently the, uh, I guess, second string kicker for the Temple University football team. He was home over the Memorial Day weekend, so even though this is coming out, what, the uh, first or second Tuesday in June, he uh, came home from Temple on a Friday morning, took the train up from Philadelphia to Lancaster, and uh, hopped in to the studio here. I've had him on my list of potential guests for a while, and it's kind of just that point in the the year where local student athletes are coming home from college and I'm trying to get them in here and kind of pick their brain. I think we had a really awesome conversation. I think it's kind of clear as you listen to Will, just the the light that he has inside of him just kind of comes out a, a, a positive, I don't know, radiance a little bit and, and has a lot of really good leadership qualities. And um, it's interesting in that some of the guests we've had in here, they, they've been from point A to point Z and they've been through the ringer in their lives and, and they've learned from their trials. and Will's a, a different guest in the sense that, like, he's in the thick of things. He's he's trying to prove himself the next level. So I'm just kind of curious going inside the head of a, a student athlete, how you juggle classes, how you um, go about trying to prove yourself. He took a walk-on uh, spot, not even a preferred walk-on, a temple. And it's interesting in that uh, him being a kicker, oftentimes you hear these Division One kickers and – Oftentimes, coming up through high school, they go to these kicking camps. They get on the radar as a, a top kicker. He didn't go to any of these kicking camps, and he figured out like his senior year of, of high school. Hey, I want to do this at the next level, and he put in the work to um, find find a spot for himself. and And he's still putting in the work now to now prove himself at Temple. We just went through his red shirt freshman season this past uh, 2017 campaign. So he's going to be a, a, well, I guess he redshirted um, as a freshman. So he's coming up into his redshirt freshman season um, as the second string kicker for Temple coming up here in 2018. Anyways, I think you guys are really going to enjoy this conversation. One last programming note before we move forward here. If you like what you hear, feel free to subscribe to Always Lancaster Inspirational Athletes on Google Play or iTunes. All right, with all that out of the way, on to our conversation with Will Mobley. Enjoy. I just kind of wanted to, to start as far as the Rockville, Maryland thing. Like, I imagine your parents are probably from there and then eventually came to the area for work or something like Is there an interesting story behind that? There is, actually. My, uh, they're not from Rockville at all. Okay. <laughs> My dad, he was in a military family, so he was born in uh, around Savannah, Georgia area. And then they sort of moved around the world, actually, and ended up in uh, Seattle, Washington. And the Yakima, Washington area, so that's central Washington. That's where the bike ride comes into yes. play. All right, yep. we'll get to that later. Um, what what part of the, the military, what branch? Uh, he was Army. Or? Army. Because yep. um, uh, I know this is going to come out in a couple weeks from now, but this is a weekend coming up on Memorial Day, so shout out to Will's dad for uh, serving our well, country. my grandfather, actually. Oh, your grandfather. Yeah, yeah. Not my dad, All right. yeah. <laughs> All right, sounds good. Um, and then you had an older sister, Kate. Uh, she was involved in soccer and swimming. I want to bring that up to ask like obviously you were a soccer player too mm-hmm. so she's I don't know I would guess what two or three years older than you so three. maybe is it one of those deals where you saw hey my older sister Kate's playing soccer kicking this ball around the yard <laughs> and eventually just kind of gave it a try I, I think so I honestly don't remember uh saying personally that I want to play soccer but I think I was uh, put into it by my parents and I've just enjoyed the sport ever since and fell in love with it right away so I've uh, I've liked soccer and played it my whole life almost 
And was it one of those deals as far as coming up through Warwick? Did you, like, were you on a club team or actually playing for the high school team? Were you juggling both? How did that work? Uh, a little bit of both. I played for Lidditz uh, Youth Soccer when I first started, and then I uh, eventually moved to Penn Legacy and eventually PA Classics, and I played for the academy teams uh, there starting in middle school. And then uh, I did play for Warwick 7th and 8th grade and did play ninth grade, but I was juggling with academy. And then... Uh, Decided to just focus on club ball and play that uh, my sophomore and junior years, and then came okay. back to just Warwick my senior year. So you never did both at the same time, high school and club? Not really. Or, I know uh, some, freshman year some sort clubs of, aren't, aren't really cool with that. I mean, yeah. Because for those who are unfamiliar, soccer during the fall season, um, club and high school are both during the fall season, so oftentimes some of the best players in the county here have to kind of choose which one you're going to go to. Mm-hmm. Um, club ball, I, I imagine you're mainly playing that while well, – I don't want to, to speak for you, though, but at least from my experience, from what I've seen, guys are, are going to these club programs during the fall season because that's where you're going to get exposed to the college coaches. Um, is that kind of like fair to say, the reason that you stuck Absolutely. with that? Or? Uh, yes, I was all through growing up and, uh, well, at least while I was on the academy teams, I was looking to, to go to college for soccer. Uh, we'll go for education, but mm-hmm. also play soccer yeah. while there. And uh, so uh, with academy, you're – you're playing fall and spring. That's all one season, so that's a winter break. But uh, you have games all through the fall and spring. And so I'm playing teams uh, like the New York Red Bulls, the D.C. United, Philadelphia Union, all their uh, younger guys mm-hmm. is who we're playing against. So it's the best competition on the East Coast. And then we also have showcases in Florida and uh, Dallas, Texas. Any well any of your country. your teammates like from the area who we know of now who are like making it big? Uh, Christian Pulisic, oh, actually, really? I wow. play with him. Uh, he's uh, right now, the future of U.S. soccer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, I played with him for uh, a year, and his dad was my coach for two years before he went to Germany uh, okay. with Borussia Dortmund. Any interesting stories there? Like, did he help you improve your craft on the field at all, or were you just kind of an admirer? Uh, I th- well, <laughs> it's hard not to admire right. him, but he, he was very good. Uh, I didn't realize he'd be this good right away, uh, as he has shown, which is I'm really happy for him, pulling for him, uh, but just – watching how he played, then applying that to my game as well. It's just learning from watching and observing is really a big part, uh, part there. And his dad was uh, a great coach as well for myself and my team. And then uh, we, I really enjoyed playing with him and playing for him. Because the reason I bring that up, like, okay, we all know you now for being a, a kicker for the Temple football team, but <laughs> let's say if kicking never came along, I imagine, like, you'd probably be playing collegiate soccer somewhere. Yeah. But did, did you have any, any interest before the whole football thing came along, like uh, – I don't know, were you getting looks anywhere or anything? To yeah, for play soccer? soccer? Yeah. Uh, a little bit, yeah. I was um, looking for education first and then looking for schools as well, so that schools that coincided. And so uh, Temple was actually one of them I had a little bit of contact with. Oh, really? Uh, I did get some contact with uh, uh, Pitt, JMU, wow. um, and some other schools, some emails as well. Those were the most heavily mm-hmm. uh, talked to. Uh, some smaller schools as well when across does, the country. Does the, how does the football thing come along? Like, is it somebody on the football team saying, hey, we need a kicker? Is the coach come to you? How does that work? It was uh, actually my sixth grade teacher, uh, <laughs> Mr. Decker, Alex Decker. He was a defensive coordinator at Warwick. And oh, right. he always, uh, during recess football, suggested I come out and give football a try. <laughs> and I, I never did because it always mixed up with soccer and I don't want to get injured and mm-hmm. uh, just too much going on there. So uh, I never did, and then uh, my sophomore year, he called me and asked if I'd be interested in maybe kicking for the team, and uh, 
I considered it, but decided not to do my sophomore year, and then uh, tried it out for the first time my junior year and liked it. I've always uh, wanted to play football, but obviously never could, so this is a great opportunity. So junior high school is the first time you were the, the kicker for the football team? Yes. Um, can you just kind of walk me through walk me through those initial weeks? Because um, I imagine <laughs> you're probably very much used to kicking a soccer ball, mm-hmm. so it's a, a different adjustment, but I imagine it was kind of a learning process. Like you, it was, you yeah. Screw up a lot, I guess, before you kind of figure it out. Like, yep. <laughs> you just kind of, I don't know, were you at like football team camp in August then, kind of working the kinks out, or how does that work? A little bit. I, actually, in the springtime, we have some spring practices, and uh, once a couple weeks or so, a couple weeks in the spring, I worked with uh, Joe Brenner. He's the he was one of the assistant coaches at Warwick, and he also kicked as well in high school mm-hmm. when he went to Warwick. So he uh, helped a lot there with sort of figuring out the kinks, like you said, mm-hmm. and getting them out and uh, figuring out how to kick the ball because although it's, there's a lot of similarities from soccer to football, there are also a lot of differences, and especially for kicking where it's similar to golf in a way where you're just a tiny bit off can send the ball in the opposite direction. So it's uh, definitely quite a change, but... Uh, in the springtime I started, then over the summer I worked on it, and in the fall for the uh, first game too. So then in the springtime, after you uh, are practicing with him, I imagine there's at some point like, okay, I can do this, I'm, I'm decent at it, or like yeah. were you only kicking <laughs> at distances of extra points? Like were you actually trying for longer field goals and have confidence you could do it for real on Friday nights, or how did that work? Uh, well, we started with extra points <laughs> okay. as the, <clears throat> the basis to make sure I can make those. That's the most important. But then uh, I slowly realized that I, I can do this, and I, I enjoyed it, and just improved my technique and moved back. One yeah. of those deals during the high school football season then is were you playing club soccer Monday through Thursday and then kicking Friday nights, I guess? Yes. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, do you have to have a conversation with your club soccer team coach, or is that just kind of an accepted thing now as far as, like, of course soccer players are going to be kickers? Like, is everybody used to that now, or how's that? I think it's definitely becoming more common. Uh, but it's definitely something that you want to talk with your coach about. And I did. Uh, my coach was Steve Klein mm-hmm. at PA Classics. And he, uh, several other players before me had done that. And he was uh, accepting of it and graceful or gracious to let me uh, do that as long as I didn't play any positions and get hurt. So the numbers <laughs> have you uh, 11 for 17 on field goals in your two-year stint with the Warwick football team. Of uh, I don't know, any of those kind of stand out as far as memorable kicks or moments in your two years in high school football? Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> probably the longest kick I attempted was a 46-yarder, and I, I made it. Uh, or maybe it was 45. I, uh, 45 yards. Yeah, I like 46. <laughs> <laughs> uh, against Mannheim Central. Or no, uh, Township? Ephrata. Ephrata, sorry. All right. I'm all over the place. And then, uh, so that was that was a fun kick. And then uh, Mannheim Township game my senior year, mm-hmm. we uh, won 31-28. So that was a I have down kick. here in my notes, uh, for those unfamiliar, Township is uh, usually them and Wilson are the top two teams mm-hmm. in Section 1, at least recently anyway. Warwick beats Township 31-28, Week 7 win. Uh, Hail Mary heave at the very end, <laughs> but earlier in the game, Will had a 32-year-old, 32-yard field goal try. Um, I don't know. Does that obviously without that field goal, we're we're not sitting here talking about you guys winning because it's a three-point game. But I don't know. Do you remember anything just as far as that that field goal? Does that still stand out in your mind? A little bit. Yeah, it was it was uh, a lot of fun. I, it was a great game for starters, back and forth. And I think uh, man, I'm central. Had taken, or sorry, Manham Township had taken the lead, and we were trying to make a comeback. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think, I believe my field goal was the second half. 
I can't remember, but I remember uh, kicking it, and I think that brought us within uh, a score or so. And uh, fortunately, our offense was able to drive down the field several times and knock in some touchdowns. When for does us. when does Temple come into play for you as far as kicking goes, or is that like much later after the senior season? After the senior season, yeah. Because yeah. I, I imagine. I figured it was it was after because it's a walk-on spot. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been uh, kind of in commute. Do you know Peyton Denlinger at all? The he's a Lampeter Strasburg senior kicker. Um, he's going to McDaniel. But anyway, I've okay. just kind of learned about this whole process. <laughs> and Evan Pritchard's a, a punter at Hempfield. Um, mm-hmm. I forget he's going to a D1 school too here. But excellent. Just kind of learning about the whole process that you guys go through, man. It, it's so different, so much different for a specialist as opposed to like a Absolutely. position player. Um, were you? Going to like the Coles kicking camps the summer before your junior or senior year, trying to kind of get on the radar there. Actually, no. You uh, didn't do those at all. No, I, wow. That's yeah. That's where I was sort of at a little disadvantage, I think, especially in understanding the proper technique of kicking, because uh, I really didn't focus on trying to go to a football for, for school for football until my senior year really started or towards the end of it. Then I started sending emails out. Okay. Uh, so I. I should have. I wish I had, but it wasn't really on my radar because I was still looking at uh, soccer up until. So what, are, what does that consist of? Were you uh, making list of schools that you'd like to go to to study and, and play soccer, or or study and play football? Um, and I imagine kind of identifying which schools those were, and maybe getting contact info for those coaches, mm-hmm. and like, how do you kind of go about approaching them? Is it just through email? Is it call? All the above, or? Uh, it could be a little bit of everything, but uh, I primarily went through email. Uh, but after my senior year of football ended, I decided to just focus on that and uh, see where that could on take football. me. Yes, on football, yes, just football. Um, what, what prompted you to do that on like to take that under your own power and contact those coaches? Because that's that kind of shows a level of maturity, but also it's pretty bold on your part. Mm-hmm. Like oftentimes. Uh, I don't know, I feel like high school athletes like have to learn that or they have to be told like, hey, you have to be doing this. Seems like you were already on top of it. Like, where does that come from? Uh, for my parents, but also soccer recruiting. Because before, <laughs> it's a complicated process, but before I uh, focused on football, I was sending all those emails out to college coaches for two years before that. So I had a little bit of experience and knew that in order to get their eye, I had to keep sending them. So I sent a lot of emails. <laughs> is is because I imagine for position players, they're sending highlight tapes for you. Mm-hmm. You're just kicking a football. So do you just send them like stats on, hey, here's my longest, uh, and and maybe kickoffs like touchbacks and and stuff like that, or do you send them a highlight tape with all that stuff? I, I did both. Yeah, I sent. Okay. I created a, a statistics uh, chart so they could see how my junior and senior year compared to each other, and then also where I improved. But I also sent my uh, my huddle highlight tape, mm-hmm. and uh, so they could watch it and see. Mm-hmm see me kick live because it's easier to to watch somebody than to just to trust their paper so if you didn't go to any of these coles kicking camps when you're reaching out to these these coaches they've never heard of you before pretty much um so you're already uh up against the wall with it just (laughs) as far as like behind the eight ball a little bit per se and and trying to to convince them hey give me a shot what was that that process like what what would feedback did you hear if any yeah i uh i sent out to a lot of schools, about 20 or 25 different schools uh, across the country, and I, and I ended up applying to 13, uh, wow. actually, for education. So I yeah. um, I was sending those out, and I uh, I did hear back from some of them. I, well, for some schools, I sent emails 25 times. 
So I just kept sending it and sending it until they, uh, until they either responded or until I already made a decision by then because persistence and they, they're getting a lot of emails every day and mm-hmm. kickers are not on the top of their radar. Mm-hmm. So I, I was just trying to be persistent there and so they can continue to see my name pop up and eventually maybe open it. Uh, and so I sent uh, a lot of emails around and then uh, heard back from some schools saying uh, we're interested, like uh, University of Richmond, I almost actually went there. They were, had one spot left on the team and wanted to have me, uh, but then I think wow. they, they decided to pull back and give it to another position player. Did you ever have a situation where like maybe D2 or D3 programs said, hey, I don't know, you, Will, you could come here, start next year, we have a nice financial aid package for you, and then you had that option and, and maybe, hey, you have this D1 program in Temple, um, you can come and be a walk-on and try it. Like, it, did it come down to that at all? Like, a little bit, that, actually. Okay. <laughs> uh, I was actually in contact with F&M uh, right here in Lancaster, wow. Franklin Marshall, and they, uh, the coach who's in charge of their special teams, he uh, was interested and kept on checking in with me, seeing if I was willing or mm-hmm. had made the decision. And uh, I think if I went there, I definitely, I'm, I'm not sure of their kicking situation, but I, I may have been a contender for the starting position. Because yeah. the reason I ask that, like, that's, that's a tough decision for mm-hmm. a high school senior athlete, teenage <laughs> boy, trying to, to figure out these next steps in his life. Um, and you have those two options on the table, and it's like, yeah, but maybe you wanted to really try and, and not have what if, like, I don't know, walk me through that decision process. Like why did decide to take that leap? Well, I've always, I've actually always wanted to play football and especially in college. Cause I've always, always watched fo- college football. It's probably my favorite sport to watch. Uh, it's cause it's just so mm-hmm. exciting. And I've always watched the biggest teams on the biggest mm-hmm. stages. And so I've always uh, wanted to be in that situation. And so uh, I was really thankful and gracious for the opportunity to possibly play at FNM, but I realized that my mm-hmm. dream is to play with a Division One team at, on the big TV on ESPN right. and CBS, and so I decided to pursue that. So this past season, when you get there, there's pretty much three or four kickers in front of you. You understand that. Um, you're you're redshirting that year. What's it like as a redshirt? I don't know, freshman like on a Division One football program. Plus, you're a kicker, so it's not like you're a position player who's <laughs> Um, you know, in the thick of things. I'm just kind of curious as far as, like, are you are you able to participate in practice? Are you watching and observing these older kickers? What are you picking up from them and trying to, I guess, apply to your, your craft? Yeah, well, I was put in a, actually a great situation I feel really blessed to be with because there was two kickers ahead of me. Uh, okay. the, one was a, a senior. He graduated this past spring. Mm-hmm. And the other, he's uh, one year ahead of me. But they're both very good. Actually, the, the guy who graduated <laughs> is transferring to Alabama for his graduate year. So he has one year left. He's going to try and uh, play at Alabama. But they, they were really great. And uh, just because before we actually practice, because at Temple, most teams you have uh, sort of two practice fields right next to each other. Yeah. So kickers kind of go to one field and do their kicking during practice until we're needed. And then everyone else is on the other field. But for us, uh, we actually go out ahead of time and uh, practice before the rest of the team mm-hmm. comes out. And so they were really helpful and work with my technique and everything. And then uh, actually an interesting thing during the year, the uh, senior who's going to Alabama, Austin Jones, uh, he decided to take a medical red shirt because of an injury in his junior year. So I got moved up to second string. And uh, so that, <laughs> then I started uh, practicing and participating in practice more during the field goal and kickoff sessions. So uh, it, as a red shirt for a kicker, you, you can be kicking during practice. I did a little bit before I got moved up to second string, but uh, more, it's more on the side and practicing 
outside of practice. Because it's it's interesting. I've had other athletes in here before, maybe position player, in all different different sports. And it's like, okay, you're going from the high school to college level. Mm -hmm. The game's probably so much faster. Guys are so much bigger. But like, you're a specialist. You're kicking. So it's not like the game's faster because it's still the same kicking that motion that you're doing in high school to now college. Like, mm -hmm. with that being said. How much different is it for you? Do you need to, do you know like, okay, I gotta get my ball up on the field goal or get uh, distance or maybe hang time on, on the kickoffs or anything like that? But uh, one of the, probably the biggest transition for kickers, specifically from uh, high school to uh, college, is in high school you're allowed to kick off a tee. And so there's like a small ah. one inch or two inch block that you can kick off, so that allows your ball to get higher quicker uh, when you kick it, so it doesn't get blocked. But in college and the professionals, you're kicking off the ground. So that was the that was the biggest transition. So it's it takes distance out of your ball and it can take height. So that was I was focused on over the summer uh, trying to get kick a ball still, but uh, get good height on it because the guys are taller and they're faster, so they can get to the mm -hmm. uh, block you faster. Mm -hmm. But uh, that was the biggest transition. So. I guess right now, as far as the, the spring 2018, uh, and forgive me, I was trying to find information, but it was really hard to, to see, like, okay, um, from the, the, the spring game that you guys had this past April, um, <laughs> it was hard to find information on what did the kickers do in the spring game? Nobody really mentioned that. So did you get to see any action there? We actually didn't kick at all. They, oh, really? That's why. They eliminated right. it, yeah. <laughs> they, uh, we did a lot of kicking during spring ball, and I think that they just tried to cover or put a lot of kicking during spring practices for us because we weren't going to kick in the game. Got they decided just to have everyone go. So from that down. experience this past April with spring practices, um, what do you kind of take away from there? I imagine there's still things that you're trying to improve upon. Well, absolutely. Always, always improving on distance and height as well. I want to move further and further back so I can help my team more and more. How do you do that? Is it, is it just repetition? Is it technique? Is it getting the weight room? All the above? Yes. Uh, all, all <laughs> the above. A lot of it is getting stronger. Uh, and just working on the right muscle groups as well, because um, like for me, I'm not trying to be big like a mm -hmm. linebacker. Uh, I'm is trying it all to, lower body stuff then? Oh, uh, it's still a strong core or what? Strong core, uh, strong back is important too, and then obviously mm -hmm. the legs and uh, hip flexors as well. So give me an example when you return to campus next week, and I imagine you're going to get back in the weight room. Like, what's uh, what's the 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 workout regimen consist of? Is it the same every day? Is it different day to day and I don't know <laughs> uh, <laughs> at Temple we uh all the kickers we lift with the with the team so we lift and do basically all the same um oh, exercises really? as right. linebackers quarterbacks receivers so it's we do a lot of Olympic movements at uh Temple so it's a lot of uh a squatting overhead uh presses and uh snatches and muscle cleans power cleans had you done any of that before you got to college not all of it some of it uh, i have uh i worked out at a gym called powertrain and they were nice. where they actually focus on your sport and position and tailor your workouts to you uh so that was really helpful and i i got some great uh tips and information there so some of that tr uh, transferred mm -hmm. over so I, it was my first time for some things, but mm -hmm. others it was for sure. <laughs> okay, so then as far as uh, you're going to be going back this summer, are you taking two summer courses right now? Yes, I am. Um, and then, I don't know, are you intense as far as, like, not only are you taking two summer courses, but you're in the weight room. How often are you getting out in the field to, to practice your craft? Or maybe do you kind of focus, once you get closer to the season, really start ramping that up? How does that work? Yeah, uh, right now it's not too heavy, not too much on the field time. It's about... I'm trying to do uh, two, maybe three days a week, but right now about two days a week kicking, but we're lifting uh, five days a week. Mm. So Monday through Friday. 
and then classes are four days a week. So, but kicking will definitely increase as we get closer to the season. Are you constantly watching like YouTube videos or maybe Sunday uh, pro football games, like favorite kickers, how they're and kind of steadying their craft and trying to apply it to you at all? Like, have you had those experiences? I do a little bit. Yeah, I, I watch. I now watch every kick when it comes on <laughs> if I'm watching the game, but instead of going to the bathroom, but uh, <laughs> I, I do, I do watch kickers. I see some guys who are really good, have the technique you want and some kind of have their own style, which is okay. But I try to watch the guys who have the good technique and see what they're doing and where I can improve what I need to do. And so, uh, I, I do watch a little bit of YouTube as well. Yeah. This is probably a question you're, you're not often asked. Like, what do you love about it? Why do you like kicking? Why do you keep coming back? Yeah, I think a lot of people wonder that because you're the most underappreciated position, really, no matter what, whether you make the kick or not. <laughs> but but uh, it's, it's a very important position, It is, too. yeah, especially in the NFL where kickers are scoring the most points mm -hmm. for their team all year. Uh, it, I, I just enjoy it. I, I don't know. I, I think... Just doing something that's difficult and being able to do it uh, is satisfying. And then also just uh, having to deal with the pressure, knowing that you can handle it and mm -hmm. you can perform at a high level with intense pressure. That's, that's my main goal and what I try to focus on every time I kick. And, and I don't know, I think it's – I wanted to have you on here because so often I have people on who've gone from like point A to point C mm -hmm. and they've been through these trials in their lives and they've learned from it and I'm trying to pick their brains on what you'd learn. You're right in the middle of it. Uh, mm -hmm. you're, you're trying to prove yourself at the next level. Um, I'm just wondering, I guess, like, where where does that work ethic come from? What do, I imagine you carry yourself through each day with, with goals in mind that you want to accomplish. Um, are you talking to coaches or teammates about, like, hey, how do I improve here? I'm just kind of curious, like, how you go about your craft, your, your day, what do you have in mind, like, goals coming up, and how are you going about kind of setting those goals and, and trying to knock them down? Well, I think the work ethic kind of stems from uh, my family and see my parents always working hard at, and putting their 100% at everything they do. Mm. And so that's what I've tried to do uh, all through high school with sports and school and outside activities as well, just to try to give 100% and everything. Uh, but yeah, especially as a, as a walk-on, and we're not even a preferred walk-on, uh, I know that I have to work hard and sometimes even harder than the scholarship guys to not mm. only get on the field, but just to get noticed. And so I think that was... Uh, just having in the back of my mind that I'm going to get on the field someday and accomplish my dream and goals, uh, just having that in the back of my mind just helped drive me forward and uh, just to continue to work hard because it, it can be difficult and it can be uh, kind of demoralizing when you see guys out there on the field who, you, who maybe you think you're as good as or maybe not as good yet, but you just want to get on the field at some point. So a couple things that don't really fit a timeline that I, I wanted to ask you about, just kind of reading your profile and, mm -hmm. and understanding that, that, yeah, you are a believer, you are a Christian. Um, mm -hmm. I'm kind of curious as just as far as like how your faith has played a part in being a student athlete, if at all. Um, like where did, it, did you grow up in a Christian household? I did. Yeah, I'm a Presbyterian church. I attend Highland Presbyterian uh, on Oregon Pike in okay. the Manhattan Township area. So. And with that being said, you you were basically away from home this past 12 months of your life, probably for the first time in your life. So you've probably seen some some things, maybe exposed to some things that maybe you didn't see before. Um, how, do, how does your faith kind of come back into play? How have you kind of juggled things now that you're, you're in the real world, per se? Well, uh, it's definitely uh, been a huge part of my life growing up uh, with 
church and missions trips and fellowship of Christian athletes uh, organization in high school. I was one of the leaders of that, so that's been a huge part. And I think it was really important as I kind of went away from Lancaster and my hometown area and uh, where faith is a large part of a lot of people's lives, going to Philadelphia where uh, not maybe not as many people follow Christ or are believers. So I think that's definitely a difficult transition, but I just had the uh, trust in God and know that I'm in the right spot and uh, that I can do my favorite verses Philippians 4:13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me so I just had to trust in him and uh, realize that I I can do that I can play football I can go to school and then also just try to uh, be best version or represent God through my actions and my words to other people I, how does that when you have a, a hardship maybe on the field or in mm-hmm. the classroom how does your faith kind of come back into play just to kind of keep you even keel or, or maybe help you overcome that obstacle? Yeah. Like, have you, do you, have you had experiences at all so far as a student athlete that you can kind of speak on, speak to on that? Yeah. So sometimes when, uh, like a week of kicking, I just can't seem to put it, make a lot of them or my kickoffs aren't going well. Um, I, it's, it's always very frustrating on the field, <laughs> but, uh, I just kind of have to take a step back and realize that it's part of a plan and there's a reason for this. Uh, oftentimes it make me realize that I'm not as good as maybe I think I am or I need to learn something else, I need to prove a technique, but it's always uh, knowing that it's a part of a bigger plan and that I'm not in control, that really God is. Where, where does this, uh, you're, you're very good at, at communicating what, what you want to say properly and, and you seem to have a, a positive and outlook. Thank you. <laughs> and, and, I don't know, kind of a, a good head on your shoulders at a young age. Where do you think that comes from? Uh, I think largely my parents and just uh, obviously watching them, but also just the the things they've instilled in myself and my sister. Such uh, as what? Uh, to be disciplined, to treat others respectfully and equally. No mm-hmm. one's uh, better than anyone else. And just to, just to live your life uh, as a rep- representation of God, I think. That's awesome. Um, not to jump around here, another question that kind of doesn't fit mm-hmm. a timeline. On your profile for Temple, it says you once rode your bike from Seattle, <laughs> Washington to Portland, Oregon in two days. I was looking up on Google Maps. I'm like, that's a 200-mile bike trip. Yes. Um, first off, what was the reasoning behind that? Why were you even out in Seattle to begin with? Well, uh, the first reason I did the bike trip was because I liked the bike. And uh, I've done a, I did a trip I went to a summer camp actually a couple years before that and did a trip from uh, New Hampshire to the main coast and then back. So it was about 300 wow. miles in five or six days. And I, I really enjoyed it and wanted to pursue it. And uh, my, my dad, his family, after they moved around the military, they ended up in Washington State. So his, all his siblings and parents still live out there. And uh, so my uncle and my cousin, uh, my uncle is an avid biker, and my cousin was interested in uh, doing this ride called the STP, Seattle to Portland, and it's done each year by the Cascade Bicycling Club. And uh, so there's about 10,000 other riders each year go and ride from Seattle, Washington to Portland, Oregon. Uh, it's 200 miles. We do 100 each day, or you could do it in one day, but I'm not there yet. <laughs> but, so do yeah. you have family out that way? I do, something? yeah. Okay. My, uh, I got two uncles and my grandparents and my aunt as well. All right, so pretty much everybody. <laughs> yeah, so I always wanted to do a big ride, and it was a great opportunity to go How not often only see you, them, but do it. How often are you biking now? Do you get a chance to? Uh, it sounds like you're pretty busy, but... Yeah, not, the, not too much radar? right now, yeah. <laughs> on my breaks and when I come home, I do uh, some rides. But, uh, so now that you're home for Memorial Day weekend, like you're going to get the bike out of the garage? I might do it, yes. <laughs> like, I don't know if you had a, a bike ride in mind with mom or dad or anything like that. Um, what's your jersey number? Uh, 99. 
Okay, is there a story behind that, or is it just the one you were assigned? It was the one I was assigned, but okay. it's funny. Uh, I'm probably almost the shortest guy on the team, but I'm definitely the lightest. So I look the smallest on the field, and one of the biggest guys is uh, who's over 330 pounds is number 99 on defense. So, <laughs> so they're probably not not kind of confuse you and there's no there's another no our jersey sizes don't match ones. up <laughs> um do you have any special kicking cleat that you use on on saturday for for game days or practices or anything like that like are you constantly i don't know is that a topic of conversation among among you in austin um as far as like hey wh- which kicking cleats the best are you looking at that i don't know is that something that kickers do uh well we we like soccer cleats uh so all the other guys they wear football shoes or football cleats and we uh, we get soccer cleats because that allows better uh, foot contact with the ball right. and just it's uh, more natural to be kicking a, with that cleat than it is a football cleat. Well, you use the same soccer cleat then through a whole season, or do you change it from week to week? How does that I, work? Yeah, I use the I use the same one all year. I just like to I don't like to switch up too many cleats, but uh, we we use the soccer cleats that they provide at the university, and then okay. we, uh, we I use them all year. But interesting thing is uh, we actually shave off about three of the inside cleats on your kicking foot, like the, on the, the studs, three okay. of the studs. And that helps uh, go through the, when you're uh, kicking uh, the ball, your cleats sometimes graze over the grass mm-hmm. or the ground. And that helps the ball or helps your cleats slide through uh, much more easily. Yeah. All right. So um, okay. So if I you're going to <laughs> get into the, the techniques of, of kicking here, then um, let's say for a field goal or an extra point, do you have the same setup approach that, that you normally do? What is that approach for you? Cause I know it can sometimes be different from kicker to kicker as far as like how many steps you take or seconds mm-hmm. that you're counting in your head. Walk me through if you're going on the field for a field goal in practice or something like what goes through your mind, I guess. Well, absolutely. Uh, the big thing about kicking is you want, every single kick to be the same. So no matter if you're on the, on the hash, on the right or left, it's a straight kick. That's what you want to look at okay. is you adjust your body uh, based on, on that. You're not kicking one way or the other. You're always kicking straight. At least that's the goal. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, when I go on the field, um, it depends where the ball is. But uh, I'm always looking at the weather and the, the wind especially because if the wind's maybe going one direction, if it's going, like, left to right, I may aim a little bit. Uh, more to the left since the ball is going to be carried towards the right with the wind. Uh, so I'm always looking at the wind and the weather, how that'll play a role, and then uh, just focusing on making the kick and uh, having the confidence to do it. So it's I normally uh, set up where I want my spot to be, and the holder will put his finger down, uh, and then I'll take three steps back and then two to the left. Do you have any uh, type of rituals? Are you superstitious in any way? Something you do like before the ball snapped or anything like that? Or like a a click that you have or anything? Uh, I always kind of relax my shoulders a little bit. Uh, as I'm after I take my steps, I'm, I give the nod to the holder and he starts making the call. I just kind of relax. And the approach for the kickoff, is it, is it completely different? Cause I imagine you're, you're really trying to use your power at that point as opposed Mm -hmm. to field goals, I guess. The the approach is definitely different. Uh, cause field goal, you're taking, two or three steps back and a couple to the left typically. But for kickoffs, it can actually range. It depends on the kicker and how maybe strong or how comfortable he is mm-hmm. doing different things. So some guys have like a five steps approach where they go back five steps and over a certain amount. And there's a, some go back like 10 yards even. So it, it all depends on your comfort level. I, I right now I'll go about uh, eight, eight and a half to nine yards. And in, in between that range, I take about 10 steps back and uh, five over. 
right, so it, that it makes all sense. it's all kind of your preference yeah, yeah for kickoffs yeah um all right this is kind of the point of the podcast where i like to ask guests like is there anything that you've learned or maybe a piece of advice that you can kind of leave us with to, to kind of help people improve their lives or maybe somebody has a hardship that they're facing right now and, and maybe you can kind of steer them through that just from, I don't know, you, you seem to, to lead a successful life here, man. You have a positive outlook. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and you're super duper busy uh, right now juggling a lot of things, so maybe you're good with with timing and, and scheduling. I don't know, not to put you on the spot, but like is there any kind of philosophies that you can kind of leave us with or anything? Uh, well, I always think trusting in God is number one. Uh, having a good faith base is always important because that's always going to be there and always something you can look back and reflect on uh, as well. But I think uh, a huge thing, I remember always remember Jimmy Valvano and his SB speech for ESPN. Yeah. It was uh, never give up, never give up. And I think that's, it's cliche kind of, but in a way it's also so true. Uh, just to never, never stop. Um, if you have a goal in mind, never stop working towards it. If you have, if you want to be a kicker, never stop working on your technique and working on being a better kicker or something. So I think always, always trying to improve and better yourself is always, always key. And so I think uh, never giving up and always be willing to try too. That's a so. Huge then one let's too. say you have a bad kicking day at practice or something. How do you go about getting through that? Is it just showing up the next day and and taking a positive mindset? Like how how have you yeah. approached that? I definitely think. Uh, I first try to realize what I was doing wrong. So if it was something with my steps, something with the way I was kicking my kicking the ball with my mm -hmm. foot or something, I always try to figure out what I did wrong, and then I just try to forget about it. Honestly, <laughs> just nice. try to forget forget the mistakes and move on to the next play. Have the next play mentality. Uh, remember that's talked a lot about in high school. Just focusing on the next play, and you can't let one bad thing, one bad play, or one bad moment in your life set you back. You have to keep moving forward. I know we so, talked about this before we started recording, and I'm just now realizing we never got into the fact uh, you're a business administration and management major at Temple. Yes. Um, and it's always important to bring up because you're here for academics. That's <laughs> the, the most important part is the classroom. Um, so if this kicking thing doesn't work out, like what would you like to do one day? Uh, one day, I would definitely am interested in the business field. I have not picked out a major specifically yet, uh, but I'm oh, still really? working on that. All right. Yeah. So that, you're just kind of... Uh, I don't know, interested in business administration. Undecided business, yeah. Okay. So I'm, in, I'm in the Fox School and the business school, but I haven't picked out a major. But uh, one day I definitely uh, want to be part of a company and uh, become an executive of the company. So CEO or COO, somewhere in that The uh, reason range. being why? Like, you just because you've seen your parents in those roles? Like, uh, a little bit. I've also, uh, I like to, to interact with people and work with them, but I also like to lead people and... Uh, have lead them in the way that we can all achieve one goal, a big goal. And so in the way of a company that's most normally making a profit and making money and uh, improving the lives around you through your business. So I want to be a, a leader of that and uh, help set an example. A for leader the of people. Awesome. Yes. <laughs> well, hey, if you guys enjoyed listening to today's podcast, you'll probably enjoy listening to the previous 81 episodes. So feel free to go back and listen to those in the archives. Um, just last week, we chatted with Corey Beddick, the uh, Hemfield alum, Washington College baseball coach. By the way, a couple of weeks ago, we chatted with Matthew Wright, Lampier Strasburg mm. guy, who's now kicking at UCF. And uh, you guys, I think you must be like the fourth or fifth kicker we've had on here just in the last <laughs> few months. It's just been kind of one of those deals. So That's great. if anybody wants to know about the life of kickers and punters at a Division One <laughs> level, feel free to go back and listen to those. With that being said, I'm always looking for uh, any suggestions for future guests. So if you listen to this right now and think, hey, I know this person, they'd be great. Throw me an email, jwalk at lnpnews.com. 
and contact me on the Twitter at JaywalkLMP. Will, anything to promote? Can people find you anywhere? Are you active on Twitter, Instagram, or anything like that? Yeah, uh, Instagram primarily. I'm still not quite up to date on Twitter, but uh, <clears throat> WildWill100 is uh, my Instagram. It's uh, all lowercase, then the number is 100. Nice. But, and uh, and hop on uh, Temple Athletics page to check yeah, out the upcoming schedule watch the, for the uh, 2018 season. All right. Um, just a uh, last programming note here. Just want to say thanks to my colleagues, Tyler Huber and Irene Snyder. They are the engineers who get this thing up. Uh, thanks to another colleague, Claudia Esmondshade. She gets this thing online. So thanks to them. Thanks to you guys for listening. Will, thanks for uh, sharing your story, Thank man. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Awesome.